Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of AI Appalachian Intelligence. We are recording today from our camper studio on beautiful Pleasure Drive. Uh, Your hosts for today are Justin Kaiser. Ryan Ratliff. And today we have another treat uh, we actually have our camera set up, and we are not only speaking to a crowd of listeners, we are now speaking to a crowd of viewers as well. Uh, we will be uploading this episode onto uh, any podcast platform that you may listen to, and also to YouTube. Um, so that's a new aspect of this show that that I think that we're going to enjoy, definitely. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure that hopefully others enjoy that aspect as well. Today, we have an absolutely uh, super interesting episode for you guys. At least, I think it's super interesting. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. Uh, One more thing we want to point out is we're going to be dropping episodes every two weeks rather than weekly now because of we're both family men. We both have full-time jobs, children, wives, responsibilities. And it is, it takes a long time for Justin to do this editing and everything on the audio side of it. Turns out the video side of it was pretty easy, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I chose it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely picked the uh, the better of the two there. Yeah. Um, Literally uh, on break time, I was like, "Hey, I think I'll set us up a YouTube channel." And then, like five minutes later, I'm like, "Hey, man, YouTube channel's ready." <laughs> Yeah. I'm bushed. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, the audio side of it took me like a week to even figure out how to to start editing. So you know, he definitely picked the uh, the easy end of of that deal, which is cool. You know, and that's that's kind of like we talked about before. Anybody that's out there that that is listening that wants to be a part of this and wants to to make a team out of it, it can only make it bigger and better because it it does take a lot of time. And we had said previously that we wanted to drop an episode weekly. I would still love to be able to do that, but it's just a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do for two guys with a full-time job that are family men. Um, and we love our families. We're never going to 
make this a number one priority over spending time with our families. You know, we do this for fun. This is a hobby. We hope that that we enjoy it. We hope that you guys enjoy it. And we hope that you just turn those notifications on wherever you listen to this podcast at. And whenever we do drop, it's there. You you know it. And uh, hopefully absence will make the heart grow fonder. Yeah. That's what they say anyway. Just keep them wanting more. Keep them wanting more. Yeah. That's um, whether they want it or not. We're going to put it out there anyway. <laughs> we're going to keep delivering regardless. <laughs> Just not as much now. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll get there. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get back to a weekly podcast. Absolutely. It's going to keep It's going to keep getting better. We'll get back to it weekly. We'll get to where, you know, this is not a chore to have to do, but it's just fun and it's, you know, boom, in a little while it, it's done and ready to go. The taping of these episodes, talking about these subjects, that's what's fun to me. Yeah. And now that people get to see how we're going to react to it, um, you're welcome, you two. <laughs> You are welcome. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it, but just wait. So go ahead. Now, this is a topic Justin has been into for a while. Yeah, this is a topic that I've really been um, interested with for for probably a couple years now. Um, And today we're going to be talking about missing 411. Um, And for anyone that doesn't know what missing 411 is... It is a it's lack a, of information. It, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it, missing four one one. It was originally the the title and all the research and everything that goes into this missing four one one title comes from David Pilatus. Um, David Pilatus was in law enforcement for twenty plus years. Uh, he has worked with the FBI on on certain missing persons cases, but what he did was he started um, researching and, and generating uh, certain details about certain missing persons cases that, you know, certain classifications had to meet these things to to classify it as a missing 411 situation. So some of these details, um, and, and, you know... <laughs> The man, David Pilatus, before we ever even get started, he, he gets a lot of, of negativity, you know, a negative press toward him because he's like big and, and affiliated with MUFON, which is you know, the UFO network. Um, he is a uh, kind of a leader in the Bigfoot field, which, you know, this these are things that he you know believes are possibilities. But it's not like David Pilatus comes out there and says, oh, all these people are missing because a UFO took them. Or, you know, they they come and encountered a Bigfoot and he took them. Now, has he said that that's not the case? No, he hasn't. But it hasn't been one of those things, well, this is definitely it. But certain things that has to be met um, for the classification of missing 411 like I said, David Pilatus is is the man that that spearheads all this, and one of the one of the things and one of the the main things is these missing person cases usually happen in or around national parks. That's one of the the things that has to be there for it to be considered a missing four one one case. The government's doing it. Uh, well. It's not really that the government is is doing it or, or that anybody believes that. 
but the information that is there, there's not really a, a great database kept for people that go missing in these national parks. You know, they do put it out there and they will say that, that yeah, these people are missing. But like David Pilatus has had, had to spend a fortune just to get the government to release this information to him. You know, for, to, for them to process each case is like hundreds, possibly thousands of dollars for them just to release the information out there. Which is insane to me. Like, if we have missing people, if we have missing people, why wouldn't everybody just try to get on board and get the proper agencies in there and and try to find these people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, not being primarily in or around national parks, um, K9 usually can't pick up the scent from from the outset. To you know, all throughout the entire process, K nine will not be able to pick up the scent of the missing person. Um, weather events impacts the search, which I think is is crazy. Now, look, I understand national parks and the places that they are. You know, depending on certain times of the year, there are going to be weather events. You know, yes. obviously. Um. But in a lot of these cases, you know, a, a severe thunderstorm, a snowstorm, ice storm, you know, a, a lot of things will come up with the onset of these these searches that, you know, will either halt the searches for a few days or make them really hard to to get out there and get people out there to, to be searching. Um, body, the, the person's body, when it does turn up, because, you know, these cases aren't always people that are never found a lot of these cases are you know bodies are found but when they are found it's it's strange you know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense so the bodies when they are found they turn up around bodies of water and they in places that are previously searched now that was one thing i noticed looking into it was always near a lake or Mm -hmm. something like that yeah which is it's crazy because You know, one of the theories that are out there is that there's a a certain group, which I haven't done a whole lot of studying and and research into these people. I plan to down the road. I actually just heard this name a couple days ago with the smiley face killers. It's a. As far as I can figure, it's a group like a collective international even group of serial killers that come together and they take people from, you know, sometimes national parks and they do these things kind of working in a, uh, a collective cabal type of organization. Hmm. But, you know, that, like I said, that's one of the theories for these people, but bodies aren't always found. And if I'm a serial killer and I, and I kill somebody, why would I go through the trouble or risk getting caught by taking these bodies back out to a place that's been previously searched. You know, if, if I know that a search is going on every single day, why would I risk taking a body back from where I, I murdered somebody? I don't know. That's kind of genius though, actually. Isn't it? Well, it would be They've already searched this large area. Now they're over in this other large area. I'm just going to take her right back over here. And Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if, if you didn't get caught, that would be it would be genius but i mean I, and i guess that it is plausible and possible but i just know i wouldn't do it 
There's no way that I would do it. Me personally. I think that's why you'll never be a great serial killer. <laughs> I guess so. Do they have not. signups or I don't know. How do you get in on that? Maybe. I don't I wonder like what that interview process is like. Oof, scary. Like you gotta get on the dark web to to be like, Hey, smiley face killers. Uh <laughs> hey, hey, hey uh, guys. Come introduce yourself, sir. Uh my name's Cook. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know what the interview process would look like. I don't know. I'm kind of interested now, though. I'm kind of <laughs> interested to see what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one of the uh, crazy descriptions of these cases are pieces of clothing will go missing, either off of the bodies or they're found without a body. Um, I know a couple cases that I've read talk about how the body was found by a a body of water, you know, lake, river, stream, um, whatever. And the clothes, the the person be completely in the nude, but their clothes were neatly stacked, you know, hundreds of feet away. I mean, that's just another one of those details. Like why, you know, who, who would take the time if somebody is placing this body, who would take the time to, you know, neatly fold their laundry and, and place it shortly by because a psychopath. Well, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Psychopath. Because you know DNA has got to be all over these clothes. Or you would think, I mean, if you know that that's out there, that the technology that or the advancements that we have in forensics now, like I would be scared to death to just neatly fold these clothes and put it beside a body that I've laid in a stream to get rid of all the evidence from the body. Like, what sense does that make? It would be if I get random nosebleeds, it'd be my luck. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, shave my head, shave my face, and I'm sitting here folding these clothes, just get a nosebleed all over the body, all I over everything. I got to wash everything again. This is great. Well, at least you got a stream right there. Yeah. You know, just. A quick washing and and you're all good. Uh, I assume it'd be cold though. It would be cold. I'm sure it would be that cold. And, uh, you'd be busted. It would. You wouldn't be able to get it all off the ground. No, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, that, see, that's what I'm saying, dude. Even for a psychopath, even for you know just a straight up sociopathic serial killer, like. A lot of these details, man, are just, why risk it? Yeah. Why risk it? And for for all these to happen and nobody to ever be prosecuted. You know, people have to slip at some point, especially in the middle of a search where hundreds of people are searching. You know, you would think. You would think. And if you keep hearing that noise, it's because my dumb ass keeps hitting this. Blind behind us and rattling against the window, so I'm going to sit still for a minute. And Look, let this is Justin right. uh, bring out the, our first uh, guest here or topic. Our first, yeah. <laughs> we will get to guess eventually. We will get to guess. Listen, Bill Burr, if you watch this on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. please, you are my favorite comedian in the whole world. Please come be on our podcast. We won't talk crazy that day, and if we do, I'll tell you what, I'll set it up. Won't let Justin know you're coming. Let him get on his crazy kick, and you just 
lay into him. We are going to start opening up a lot more of Justin's crazy corner. We may be, we may even do it today. Oh, I guarantee you, it's coming. It's there will be some points here where we're going to go. My God, <laughs> <laughs> it's all too weird, man. It's all too weird. Okay, the, now some of this stuff I have to admit it is crazy. Higher, higher forces, whether. I don't know. Higher forces have to be involved. Uh, I, I won't even get into that yet. We'll we'll save Justin's crazy corner for a little while later. Are we going with the uh, disguised? <laughs> Maybe. Or, or disguised. Maybe. I mean, that's a theory that is out there. Yeah. Not that, that I believe it per se, but it is a theory that is out there. So, I mean, we might get there. I don't know. We just have to see where this goes. We just have to see. see where it goes. I'm sure it's nowhere crazy. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, the typical time of these people going missing is the late afternoon or early evening. So right around that dusk area, that, that dusk time of the day is when a lot of these these people will go missing. I feel like if I was going to kidnap someone, that'd be... It'd be a good time to do it. Don't want to get up early. Well, I can't see a lick at dusk. So, you know, if I'm a witness or somebody that's out there that's trying to uh, maybe possibly... um, If I'm out there and and I'm I'm a witness, I I ain't seeing anything. I can't see a lick at dusk. Driving, it kills me. Dusk. It's only dusk. I don't know why. Yeah, well, I feel like that would be the time I would do it if I was going to kidnap someone. Or... I mean, I would probably do it like super late at night, early in the morning when, you know, crowds are down. But you're still talking national parks. You know, you would yeah. think that people are still going to be there. Like most of them have closing times, you know, like 10, 11 o'clock at night. You know, why not sneak in after that? Mm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, here's a weird one, super weird one, and I have no idea what it means. These bodies are typically found, when bodies are found, they are typically found around large deposits of granite. Hmm. What do you have for me there? I don't know. Because I don't have a clue. I I don't know what what they're trying to tie in right there. That seems like it may be one of those crazy theories they're trying to go into. Maybe. Um... But it's a detail that's that's there enough that the sources that I were that I was going to to research this, you know, that was a, a leading uh, detail. So, hmm. I mean, it's weird. It's it's common enough that they decided, well, this this we need to put that in there for whatever reason. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. That's a random point or fact to me that, that I don't understand. It's very random. Um, and then the last real detail on these things is there's usually, well, I wouldn't say usually, but in a lot of these cases, there is a point of separation from the person that ends up going missing. There's a point of separation from a group that they were with. Um, and by that, there's one case that I read. Um, this guy w- was going on a hike from a, a camping spot with a group of like four or five of his buddies. Um, they take off on this hike. You know, he gets maybe a quarter of a mile and decides that, well, he, he just starts feeling awful. 
just like this this overpowering sense of of just illness comes over him. His head starts busting, and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm heading back to the campsite. You know, I, I got to go. Like I'm like I'm not up for this hike." But he goes back to the campsite. The other group goes hiking, comes back. Dude's gone. Never found his body again. Have no idea, no trace. Hmm. So it's it's situations like that, like one of the stories that we're going to get into of the, of the skier. You know, he was with his buddy. They were skiing. Yeah. He says, "Hey, I'm going to go hit one more run." Takes the ski lift. The ski lift. Well, the ski lift comes back, but you know, he never does. He's not on it. And he, well, I mean, they, he eventually turns up, but in some super weird circumstances. So, I mean, it's just weird how... Now, the hiker could have just not wanted to be found again. Why? Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. He may have had himself a mistress or a, anything had happened. Yeah. Just, uh, well, see, and that's the thing that, that I think that we have to look at for, you know, a lot of these cases where the bodies aren't found. You know, people go missing, missing because they don't want to be found. Yeah. Like, I get that. I understand that side of it. But a lot of these cases are kids. You know, what kid just decides, I mean, unless, you know, it's it's a terrible home situation or, or you know, possible abuse that's involved or, or whatever. You know, what kid just decides, I ain't going back. You know, I'm I'm disappearing. I'm going to take care of myself out here in the wilderness. Hopefully, I'll find somebody that comes along and will pick me up and take care of me. You know, I don't see that happening a lot. No. Plus, it'd be my like the guys would be in the free candy van. <laughs> They'd be the ones to find me. Like, oh, my goodness. Let's help you. Situation just went from bad to worse. Like, yep. Well, I was better off getting my ass kicked all the time than this. Yeah, for real. But I don't know, dude. It's just a lot of, of crazy details that are out there. And for me, it's just, it's hard. Some of these stories that we're going to get into, it's really, really hard to understand how and why. Hmm. Now, a couple of them, you know, maybe there are explanations behind but then others are just, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, I am more open to uh, supernatural happenings after listening to the score of the Detroit Arizona game. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of football, my Colts got a big win last night. And Green Bay doesn't come on until 23 more minutes. Yeah. We're going to wrap this up, folks. But, <laughs> um, so, uh, but they're going to win today. I, don't, I think it's Baltimore they're playing and Lamar Jackson's out. Yeah, a lot of Baltimore's and out. And we got two or three of our starters on defense back. So. Yeah, yeah. Unless this is just one of those weekends. It may be. Where the teams I mean, do Arizona, not expect to win. Arizona's losing bad to the Detroit Lions. Yes, the one-win Lions. Yeah, that's... It may be one of those weekends. I mean, the Colts did just beat the Patriots for the first time since 2009. The Colts beat the Patriots. Detroit's about to beat Arizona. Mm, I don't know. Ezekiel Elliott scored a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's crazier than any of these cases. Uh, 
that's crazier than Detroit beating Arizona because that dude hasn't done. Tony Pollard has been like people, fantasy gurus that sit and talk about players. They've been talking about their confidence in Tony Pollard. Yeah, over Zeke. Over Zeke. Yeah. yeah. Who is making like $138 bajillion a year. Yeah. And as soon as he got that contract, he just decided, you know what? I'm not playing ball anymore. Every player I've ever watched, except for Aaron Rodgers, that gets that money. Yep. The next year, they're not worth anything. Yep. I agree. I agree 100%. Um. Anyway, back to missing persons. Sorry, we had to take a little football sidetrack there. It's Sunday, folks. It is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This week is Christmas. It is Christmas week. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners and viewers out there. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, Told my kids this morning that I had to work during Christmas. They still believe that. (laughs) (laughs) So when they open up a bunch of crappy gifts, but I walk in, they're like, oh, Dad, you didn't have to work. What the hell is this? (laughs) Who got these presents, Dad? Where did this come from? Your mother does the shopping. Dude, Connor, one year, he was really small. uh, Probably four or five years old. And, you know, I've always tried to instill in my kids, you know, it's not about what it is. It's, it's, you know, let's be grateful for whatever the present is. For whatever we get in life, let's be grateful for it. Because, dude... (sighs) They've got everything they could ever want. I mean, they're they're blessed and spoiled. Um, but one year, Connor was four or five years old, and he opened. He had clothes like, and he opened clothes like four or five presents, you know, <laughs> in a row. And uh, he opens the last one, picks it up, and just slings it over in the corner. He said, "Mom, you're ruining Christmas." <laughs> and dude. Oh my goodness! I was so mad. I was so mad. Uh, he, he's never done it again. He's he's never made that statement again. Let's just say that. But my goodness, that, thinking back, it was hilarious. I mean, thinking back on it now, it definitely feels like something Riley would go into. Oh like, yeah, dude, uh, if I open one more set of clothes, I'm leaving. Riley is is a whole different. Oh, she's a different breed. <laughs> She was dead set that I wasn't coming out here. I was staying in there with her. Well, right before we, right before I came back out here, she said, uh, "Make sure before Ryan goes, he comes back in and and tells me bye and and gives me lovings." And I said, "Okay, I'll, I'll make sure to tell him." And uh, she said, "Just tell him I love him." As I was going out, the door, the door was closed. Tell Ryan I love him. She does, man. She She's loves. The best. She loves, you know, endlessly. But oh my goodness, she has to to balance out the the meanness. She has to be that cute to get away with what she gets away. Yeah, with. she really does. She really does. Okay, so we are going to get in to some of these cases. Okay. Oh, and one more thing: when I said missing four one one was a lack of information, that's an old school dad joke I just made up. By the way. 411 is information. Right. Okay. I got it. I it seems like you didn't. I understand. <laughs> and now you've made me explain it. I'm a little upset. No, I understood it. I understood it's a lack it. lack of information. A lack of information. Missing 411. Yes. A lack of information. You've just explained it again, which makes it even worse. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to apologize for Just apologize joke. for it and, and don't ever let it happen again. How about we just do that? 
Let's start a new revelation. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to read through a couple of these cases to the best of my ability because I just screenshotted them. So it may uh, kind of run together and be a little weird. <laughs> I may repeat that. We are not research uh, professionals. <laughs> no. We're just doing the best we can do here to have a good episode. Okay, so the first one we're going to talk about, and we did with like, there's a thousand plus cases out there. But what we did was took a, uh, we picked two or three, you know, three or four stories or uh, not stories, but accounts from these missing 411 cases to read the account and then kind of talk about, you know, what we think may have happened. Um, so this first one, <clears throat> excuse me, in February 1977, a 24-year-old man named Stephen Kubaki was cross-country skiing through the snow near Lake Michigan. Once he reached the edge of the lake, he took his skis off to sit down and rest. When he got up to leave, when he got up to leave, his own tracks were gone and he became lost. The last thing he remembers was walking through the snow, feeling numb and exhausted. He blacked out. In the blink of an eye, it was spring. He was lying in a grassy field in the middle of a forest wearing clothes that weren't his. Sitting next to him was a stranger's backpack containing running shoes and glasses that did not belong to him either. He hiked to the nearest town and asked a local resident where he was. They told him he was in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, 700 miles away from where he had been skiing. His aunt and father lived in Pittsfield, so he knocked on his aunt's door. His family was in shock, hugging him and asking where he had been. Kubaki had been missing for 14 months. When Kubaki had first gone missing, the search team found his poles and skis at the edge of the lake. There was only one set of his footprints leading toward the water, but none walking away. They could only assume he drowned himself in the freezing lake. He had been missing for so long, everyone assumed he must be dead. The official explanation is that he had amnesia and that he was wearing or that he was wandering in a fugue state. But even doctors are baffled by this case. It's incredibly rare for someone to lose their memory of such a large chunk of time, and it still leaves so many unanswered questions. His story was included in a psychology case study in a book about amnesia, but even experts have been unable to figure out what actually happened. Uh, Kubaki had already earned a degree in linguistics before he went missing, but he was so fascinated by his own case that he went on to earn his Ph.D. in psychology. He wanted answers about his own disappearance, and yet he still couldn't find them. Solving the mystery of his missing year became an obsession, and he went on to publish a book called Meta Mathematical Foundations of Existence, Godel, Quantum, God, and Beyond. In it, he writes about the possibility of alternate universes. So, let's talk about that one for a minute. <laughs> let's talk about that one. There's no other explanation. Bigfoot came through dark matter, which is the doors to the other realms. There's some uh, funnel ghost friends with him. Maybe. They uh, created a diversion while Bigfoot snatched me up. 
took me into that alternate universe. Maybe it was a portal. Yeah. Maybe it was a portal. Maybe somehow at the edge of that lake, he encountered a portal because we're getting there quick. We're getting there super quick. It's faster than I can handle. A lot of these cases, David Pilatus has come across that these are super intelligent people. You know, in a lot of these cases, I'm not saying all, but in a lot of these cases, these people are super intelligent and of German descent. Okay. Mm. Kabaki? I don't know. I didn't look up the origin of the name. Kabaki. It's K-U-B-A-C-K-I. It's got to be something. It's Polish. Well, I mean, Germany invaded Poland. There got to be some some yeah. some breeding going on there somewhere. I don't think they're allowed to. Um, I'm just saying this because I'm trying to get a rise. The Nazis <laughs> followed <laughs> all the rules. I'm trying to get a rise out of Ryan because one of the theories that I heard while listening to all the or, or researching uh, all these was that. These people were intelligent and of German descent because the spirits of the Third Reich of Nazi Germany (laughs) were coming back and had codes to these portals (laughs) in and around national parks. And they were taking these people to further the advancement of the Third Reich in spiritual form. You see what I got to deal with? You see? (laughs) You see the level of crazy I have to come back up against? It's a very pitch disguised. <laughs> that means piss off, ghost. <laughs> and uh, German. Anywho. Oh, and uh, for my nephew. So I go to my sister's, pick up the camera and everything. Yeah. And my nephew comes over there and I said, hey, you watch YouTube. Uh, me and my buddy are going to be on YouTube. He goes, yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't think your mom will let you watch it because I'm going to say cuss words. He goes, you better not. I was like, yep, I'm going to say boo hockey. He goes, what's boo hockey? I'm like, it's the polite way to say bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> My mom wasn't happy. She's like, he's going to go around saying that now. I, like, I hope so. <laughs> oh, boo hockey, mom. But I'm not doing to, it. You'd have to hear his laugh. He's got one of these little rotten laughs, and every time I'd say it, he'd laugh like that. And then, like just an infectious kind of laugh. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. There, I love one, that. you can just tell that kid's rotten. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a pretty good story. But, uh, back to the, uh, subject at hand. I, I can't bring myself to believe that the spirit of dead Nazis. Well, look, just for the record, I don't believe that either. I'm just putting it I out there. Not. That's one of the theories that I did just come take across. Take off the table. There's, you sure? That is one of the theories out there, but it's not even possible. <laughs> so, unless we're going back to the whole, who was superhero was battling the evil Germans all the time, Captain uh, America. Captain America, yeah. Um, but that was set in... Nazi Germany times. Yeah, but so, then it came modern day because they figured out. Well, yeah, Hydra. Yeah, Hydra. They just had to keep it going. I mean, technically, uh, if you really want to get to a theory that I believe, Adolf honestly. Hitler made it to South America? Well, yeah, I do believe that. But I believe that Germany lost the war, okay? But I don't necessarily believe that the Nazis lost the war. 
if that makes sense. Because what happened? One of the first things that happened once Germany lost that war, what did the U.S. and Russia start doing right off the bat? Let's start recruiting some of these top scientists from Nazi Germany. We won't try them for anything. We'll give them a full pardon, and we'll let them, uh, I don't know, maybe like uh, start NASA. We got space first, I'm just saying. Yeah, we did. We did. Russia we, uh, can't recruit like you We totally that. won that draft. Yeah. We won that. We got an A on that draft. <laughs> Russia got a, a solid C plus. Yeah. C plus. Well, Soviet Union, I guess. Shitty recruiting. Yeah. But see, that's my theory. Like a lot of, of the organizations throughout the world, the people that began those are of Nazi origins. Yeah. And they were never tried. Never tried. Everything was pardoned. And I'm talking people that were like way, way up there in the ranks of Nazi Germany that we just decided, eh, well, you may be able to help us. So just come on over. Just come on over. Yeah, I don't. Germany lost the war. Oops. Yeah. The Nazis didn't lose the war. Mm. That's just my personal opinion on that one. That's a good point. Maybe we'll do a podcast about it. We could. Oh, wait, we're recording now. Seeing as we, uh, <laughs> see, we're talking missing 411. Uh, but seeing as we do our own podcast, I mean, all topics are possible. Yeah. It's like when I was over there, mom and dad's mom's like, Can you say that? I was like, Say whatever the hell I want. <laughs> this is <laughs> my like, podcast. It's mine and Justin's podcast. Unless Justin's like, Nope, shut it down. Shut it down. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. Okay. Back to this case. All right. Back to this, this account. So, the dude is skiing. All right, he goes to the edge of this frozen lake. And I'm just paraphrasing it and, and throwing it back out there. He goes to the edge of this frozen lake. He takes his skis off, right? Yep. Um, sits down, starts to rest. And the next thing he knows, he wakes up in this field with somebody else's clothes, somebody else's glasses, somebody else's backpack and the nearest town to him is the town where his aunt and dad live. Yeah. Correct. 700 miles from where he began. 700 miles, but it had been 14 and months, 14 months later. So that's my thing. Like for me, you know, I, I could believe, okay, this dude just, but, but here's the thing that it said too. There were no tracks. Yeah. There were only tracks leading to the edge of that frozen lake. No other tracks. None leading away, none leading across the lake. No other tracks were found at all. Well, I thought, now, if they found tracks going into where he was, how did he lose his own tracks? When he got up, he said his tracks were covered back up. He couldn't see them, so he came lost. Oh, yeah, that is right. How did they follow tracks in there? I don't know. That's a good Solved question. that one. Let me go back. <laughs> Let me go back. <laughs> Next case, solve that one. Oh, yeah. When he got up to leave, his own tracks were gone and he became lost. That's right. The last thing he remembers was walking through the snow, feeling numb and exhausted, and then he blacked out. Oh, yeah. That's right. I was wrong. I was wrong on that one. So nobody came in to try to find track. He just lost his own tracks. Yeah, but they found his poles and everything. Did they, they talk did. about tracks then? They did. Um, no. They... Uh, da, 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 da. It doesn't say. Oh, no, no, no. 
When Kabaki had first gone missing, the search team found his poles and skis. You remember this way better than I did, and I read it. The search, the search team found his poles and skis at the edge of the lake. Okay, so there you go. So they found... Oh, Lord. They didn't say they followed tracks to find no, them, but... they just found his poles and skis at the edge of and, the lake. And uh, looking into uh, life insurance possibilities, how long does a person have to be gone for the family can cash in? It turns out it's like five to seven years. Really? Unless it was different back then. So that wouldn't be a factor? No. Shouldn't be. They shouldn't, you, I don't think you're able to claim a life insurance policy on a missing person. You would need a body. But here's my thing, like with this dude, you know, not even, like I don't even think that it really matters what anybody else believe believes because this guy rearranged his entire life to try to understand what happened to him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like he already had a degree in linguistics. He must have had a decent job because number one, he was skiing. And I don't know if you've ever been skiing before or not, but it's not cheap. Like no. well, it was cross country skiing. Exactly. So. Yeah, just the equipment alone is even if you rent it, yeah. There ain't some, uh, you know, your average low class in poverty Joe Blow going to wake up one uh, Saturday morning and say, well, you know what? I'm just going to go rent some skiing equipment and go skiing. Have you driven by one of the local trailer parks around here and see the Escalades parked at these dumps? Those aren't called trailers. Those are called meth labs. <laughs> <laughs> They have a new name around here. Free candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah. this dude decided to go back, get a PhD in psychology, and then writes a book entertaining the possibility of alternate universes just to try to understand what happened to it. I feel like amnesia, but... But 14 months? Yeah, 14 months. Over a year? And then somehow ending up in the same town as your aunt and your dad. And that's another weird part. Like, to me, on the outside looking in, without with all the other details, um, without all the other details, um, you know, you could say, well, the dude just went missing for a while. He decided, okay, I'm coming back to where my dad, where I have some family. You know, I, I could see that part of it. But when you throw everything else in there, all these other details, like it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It seems like he legit wants to know what happened. Yeah. I mean, he wrote a book trying to figure out what happened to him. Hmm. Well, I don't know. It's nuts. Maybe we can go to that spot on the lake and see if we can enter that portal. So we can jump into a uh, demon virus, though. Yeah, if we're gone for fourteen months, we're fired. Yeah, for sure. We they, better not do that. They would make up rumors about us being gay lovers and stuff. Yeah, so they are. They yeah. ran away together. Those rumors are there anyway, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I knew it. Doesn't. Does, I knew it. It doesn't really matter. They went to that lake and just decided to be together forever. <laughs> I bet they swam off into the sunset. Okay, so if you had one, just one take, one, you've cracked this case, boom, you're writing a narrative of of explaining this away. What is it? And go. I'd, I'd have to go with amnesia or 
That's the most logical explanation to me. Amnesia. Something. Or the other most logical explanation is... Nazi portal ghosts. Exactly. I mean, no. Oh. Uh, The whole thing's made up. It could be a lie. It could be... And, you know, it could be something that's so irrelevant to other people, but it was like, to his family, it was an important thing, and nobody is any the wiser about what happened while he was missing. Yeah. And just having to show up here with this crazy-ass story about waking up in a field. Maybe. Summer Moon was there from our last podcast, remember? I talked about her. Summer Moon. Sunflower, whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sun. Summer Moon was the little girl we yeah, were talking about. Yeah, that's about the one we missing. were talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Summer Moon is missing. We need to find Summer her. Summer Moon, Utah, Wales, yes. I think. And we do need to find her. That's been going on for how six months now? Six months Something now. like that. that. poor little girl. That's a local kind of thing. And, and I have... I've got my own theories on that one, too, and they're not good. No. They're not I good. I do, too. Uh, and I don't want to judge a book by its cover, no. per se, or, but it's kind of just the details Yeah, of the stories kind of, you're hoping for the best. And that's the thing, dude. We do have, you know, quite a few local missing persons cases. Yeah. Now, you know, I wouldn't say that... I wouldn't say that they're all in and around national parks. Well, well I mean, Jefferson Parks, Jefferson National, national Forest. Forest. Yeah, and that runs all the way. Jesus, I think that runs down North Carolina towards Georgia. Yeah, that's still federally protected and preserved property. Yeah. So, what would make that any different than a national park? I guess it wouldn't. Do we have national parks on the eastern seaboard? Um. I don't know. It's the uh, uh, what's in Florida? The Everglades? Are there? Is that a national park? I don't know. I would have to look that up and see. I think it is. Um, I don't really know. But yeah, we do actually have in this area a lot. Well, I mean, surrounding Tri City area, Tri State, quadruple state. We're, yeah, probably quadruple state. We're like West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee's almost all the same distance. Well, and North Carolina. And North Carolina. So, so what's what's five? Quad Uno Dos Tres Cuatro Cinco. Set a sink a, a sink. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But no, we do have some local missing person cases. Um one actually was a, a boss that you used to work for, right? Uh, yes, a gentleman. I don't want to say any names because I'm friends with their family. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's understandable. So, and I don't know that they would appreciate it, but yes, I worked with a gentleman in a mine. Uh, he was pretty well up there, supposed to go on a hunting trip, and has never been found again. And that's been a few years now. I wonder if that that wouldn't have been Jefferson National Forest over that way, would it? No, that was. I think that's mostly private property yeah. in the city, and yeah. And then we have um, another lady that's really, really local. Um, she's been missing for, and again, I, I don't want to mention any names, um, just because of you know, 
it may be some sensitive material for, but she's been missing for probably over a year now, you know, and it's just the circumstances are really strange. And, you know, and I, and I know that missing people, you know, missing persons, um, you know, I know that happens everywhere. And I know that that's, that it, it's, it's a really, uh, it's a really sensitive topic because for all of these people like me and you out there, you know, I've never had a family member or, or anybody that I love go missing. No. So I don't know how I would feel about that, but I would imagine. It wouldn't feel great. Yeah. I would imagine if I'm sitting there listening to a podcast and a couple of people talk about all their theories when they haven't been there. They don't know any of the circumstances. It's easy for us to sit back, look at what little bit of details are given. Yeah. And who knows if that's twisted or not with all the media outlets being so trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't trust local news anymore. You like, can't, dude. You can't trust You can't anybody. trust any media source at all. I, I will say this. Uh, I cannot remember the website now, but that one guy... That wants everyone to judge for themselves about what media outlet is giving them the truth. And that's, um, it's uh, changethenews.org or. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what it is, but basically you can look at the liberal side of things, the conservative side of things, uh, people who don't want Lent line up with either side yeah, and kind of make your own judgments about it. So one thing isn't being pushed right. in specific, you know, what not this party's agenda or this party's agenda. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, I don't, I don't like either side. No. I don't like the way our political system is going. Uh, previous, administrations and current administrations. I don't like what's happening with our country. Um, well, but the, that being said, this is a Missing 411 podcast. <laughs> it is. It and is. I'm not going to get off on it some is. radical is. tangent here. Well, so we'll, we'll get, we'll, I would describe as my theory, if I was saying I'm closing this case, which I can't close it, but, but I would just could. say, if I could, I would go into, I would have to say the amnesia, because that's, to me, that's most logical, or that it's just outright not true. But what if the dude is onto something? I mean, what if he, what if he is? What if there are some form of alternate universes out there. Okay. And hear me out just for a second. I've listened and I don't have anything to play here or whatever. I'll send them to you later on. And, and we're going to get to an episode of, of CERN, but I've listened to interviews and maybe they're all a bunch of boo hockey, as you like to say, maybe they are, <laughs> but I would believe that sometimes Nobel prize winning, uh, physicists and scientists and all these different people in these these fields of of um, you know particle physics and and you know quantum physics and all these different people all the every the the brightest of the bright minds that CERN employs. I don't believe that they would just 
sit down and decide to give interviews and be like, I'm just going to pull everybody's leg on this one. I just don't see that. I think that would be hilarious. I think it would be hilarious. And if I was a quantum physicist, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, I would. That's exactly what I would do. But these guys aren't exactly your the, the most humorous people in the world. It's like all cut and dry, like super nerd dork, you know, no social. Uh, there, there's nothing there. Okay, it's like a, a robot. That's how we feel about physicists, damn it. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like a robot sitting there talking. Okay, you heartless bastards. <laughs> it's like a robot. <laughs> So this coming from a ginger man. When, <laughs> when these guys are saying, you know, things like, "Hey, you know, we we found possibilities and probabilities of being able to, um, you know, communicate with people in, a, in another universe or dimension, or and that's what quantum computing computing is. That's that's what they're saying is the information is being gathered there and collected." From somewhere we don't know about, a, a different dimension that we don't know about. So, if the last episode when we were talking about the Bible, speaking of spiritual realms and heavenly places, what is that describing? If if not a alternate universe, if we believe in a heaven and a hell, what is that? If not an alternate universe, you know, I believe that it's there, but I can't see it. Is it an alternate universe or an alternate state of being? Is an alternate universe just an alternate state of being? I would imagine. What if every choice the same being? What if every choice that you made throughout your life, the other version of you and that choice went on down some alternate version? I bet he has hair. (laughs) I bet he's way better looking. Way better looking. No way. I'm just saying. But, I'm not uh, saying this is is. I'm not saying this is for a a fact. Excuse me. I'm just saying that I've listened to interviews from people at CERN, some of the the smartest of the smartest minds in the world, and they seem to believe in the possibility of alternate dimensions and universes, well, and and maybe even portals. Well, when they present that to us. And show, hey, there's an alternate universe. Here's how we know. And here's how you're going to know that we're telling the truth. It's like the upside down on Stranger Things. Yeah. You know, the what reference they give the ant. Was it an ant walking on a, a tightrope? I think it was an ant. They said if a person is walking that tightrope, there's only one reality. You can only see forward or turn your head and see backward. But an ant... What's he forward, backward, be able to be on the sides, be able to be on the bottom, you know, on the upside down. That's where it comes from. Ah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't got choked on my cord. I don't know. I'm just throwing a possibility out there. Maybe it's just amnesia. Maybe the dude was just making it up. Maybe. Maybe not. Those are the two most logical. Maybe, maybe interdimensional portal jumping Bigfoot. Is coming and swapping people. Maybe. Maybe UFOs are showing up to snatch these people up. That's all other theories that I've I've heard in this missing 411 stuff. I'm sure there's just doozies out there. I actually listened to a story or read a story the other day. This this little girl 
Um, I forget where it was. I don't remember her name, but she had been missing for a couple days. And she said that she remembered being, you know, she was found later on and, and she was healthy, which, you know, praise God. That's awesome. Um, But when they found her, her recounting the uh, situation, she said that she was on a hillside standing on a bank and she could see the entire search party and she was screaming at them. You know, here I am, here I am, here I am. But nobody ever heard her. So what's that? I don't know. That's nuts. That's what that is. Uh, again, it'd be one of those things where there's no, it's not amnesia. I'm just going to have to say, you think you were dreaming what time you were passed out? Um, Maybe. Maybe. You knew there was a search party looking for you. Were you having a dream? I don't know. What about the accounts of, you know, these kids that we've read about and talked about, too, that go missing? And one of these was actually local. I'm thinking it was somewhere in East Tennessee or Eastern Kentucky that this happened. It was a couple years ago. And I tried to find the article last night, but I couldn't come across it. Like, I couldn't figure out exactly where that was. But I'm gonna punch that dog in the face. <laughs> you forgot we had a camera, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> like, I'm gonna punch that dog in the face. Let me, let me mute myself. I'm gonna kill that dog. <laughs> but he, uh, <laughs> we don't kill dogs, YouTube. We don't. We don't. But if you do hear a dog barking in the background, I apologize. Um, must be hungry. Uh, but anyway, speaking of dog, I guess it's just a, a weird time to start. Like one of these cases. It was actually this little boy that I'm getting ready to speak of. He said that a dog took care of him the whole time. And it actually ate his hat. Like, what's that? This We're talking two and three-year-old kids. That Yeah, they have huge imaginations. But why say something like that? Why, why say something? Why say that a, a dog did come around? He protected me. He kept me safe. It was below zero a couple of these nights. And I was in a diaper, but I'm totally fine. My diaper's clean. Everything, I'm, I'm not dirty. A dog took care of me, but he did eat my hat. And according to his folks, he was wearing a hat that they couldn't find. I mean, I, I don't know how to account for a lot of these details. And everybody else is just like, oh, well, yeah, 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 cute story. But was it? Was it just a cute story? Yeah, if he was in diapers, I'm going to... Yeah, we're talking two and three year old kid in diapers. That oh, was that was missing, I think, for two or three days. He ate his hat. Yeah. Hmm. And see, that was a detail that I remembered. I I, I was keeping up with that 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 account, and got into missing four one one around the same time. So for me, it was like, holy crap, you know, this fits a lot of these things that that, that this missing 411 is all about. I don't know, dude. It's just, it's crazy to me. It's just, it's crazy. Um, All right. Who's next? Next, we have a Canadian man named Danny Philippides or Philippides, something like that. 
Um, in February 2018, a Canadian man named Danny Philippides was on a ski trip with his friends in New York. This is the one we, we've talked a lot about. It was around 2 o'clock p.m., and they had been skiing for hours. They were getting ready to go into the lodge, and Danny said that he wanted to go on one more run down the mountain before their lunch break. By 4 o'clock p.m., two hours later, Danny was failing to return any calls or texts, and the friends were concerned. They began searching for him, and after being unable to find him, after being unable to find him, they told the employees at the lodge that he was missing. A team of 130 people scoured the mountain without finding him. Six days later, Philippides' wife received a phone call. She didn't recognize the number, and it sounded far away and staticky. It was Danny's voice. He was incoherent and confused and then hung up the phone. She called the number back and pleaded with him to call 911 for help, so he did. He had no idea where he was, and he just described his surroundings. When the paramedics finally found him, he was still wearing all of his ski gear and in need of medical assistance. He was holding a brand new iPhone, and someone had cut his hair. Somehow, he ended up in Sacramento, California, shout out to our listeners in Sacramento, at the airport terminal car rental depot. He was 3,000 miles away from where he disappeared. He couldn't remember how he got there, and he had no idea what day it was. When he learned where he was and how long people had been looking for him, he got very overwhelmed and emotional. The leading theory is that he was kidnapped in the back of a big rig truck, but no proof of this has ever surfaced. That, that is nuts. Yeah. So that would be one of those deals where you're not really going to follow anybody's tracks because there's so many people at a ski lodge. Of course. So he could have been kidnapped. Like that's the most that's the leading one theory. I'm going to go with. That's the leading theory is that he was kidnapped, drugged in some way, shape, or form, and that is another detail in some of these cases. It's not one of the the main one that classifies the missing four one one title, but it is a detail that's out there. Is that in a lot of these missing people, you know, David Polis has found that the there there are cases of high levels of GHB which is the date rape drug now your body your body naturally makes GHB but these levels are like so far higher that you know people think that or David Pilates thinks that these some of these people have been drugged in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So. Could have been his friends. It could have been. It could have been. I just don't understand how, even for six, I mean, for six whole days, you don't have any recollection. I mean, because even people that are, you know, this this date rape party drug or whatever, and, and assaulted afterwards or whatever, they can still give like, you know, partial accounts of, of what happened. It, it may be fuzzy and confusing and, and maybe not everything matches up exactly, but they still have some 
recollection of what's going on. Guess maybe if you're on a steady dosage of that stuff, though. Maybe. I've had some encounters with Crown Apple that, <laughs> and there's no GHB involved. Just okay. maybe. I don't. I don't know. To me, it's just it's a crazy story. I don't remember drinking the bottle and sticking it in my ass, but okay, I'll take your word for it. Just, I'm just saying, there are some times you don't remember details. That's true. That is true. And he could have been drugged. He could have been. I think, you know what, being incoherent when he called, but he was able to remember the number. Right. Because obviously it wouldn't be on speed dial in a brand new iPhone. Well, now, you know, it could be one of those cases, too, that this guy was like, you know, maybe he was into some some greasy stuff and decided that he, need to get, he needed to get to California for whatever kind of transaction or whatever's going on, and he just decides to make up this whole story. You know, that's, that's a possibility. And I actually believe that one... You know, this is one that, that I believe is more probable than anything, is that this guy was just into some junk. He was like, I've got to get to California. He gets there by whatever way necessary. You know, maybe he maybe he hops in the back of a, a big rig or whatever. Or maybe he meets up with this, this truck driver or whoever and it's like, look, I'll give you this money. Don't ever say anything about maybe you just gave him. Uh, a different name or a different, you know, there's a, but why did he need medical attention? I don't know. That's the part that I don't, I don't know. Maybe he did that on purpose. Maybe he just decided I got to make this look good. And maybe he Jim Carrey in liar, liar himself and went in the bathroom, and just beat the crap out of himself and decided, you know, gonna yeah. make it look good. Maybe part of this transaction was a brand new iPhone that, that he had that nobody could account for. Maybe, um, maybe something didn't go out exactly go go the way that he expected it. So he had already changed his appearance in case somebody was on his his tail or on his trail. You know, there's a lot of ways with that one that this dude the sounds haircut, shady. The haircut was there. Yeah, this dude just sounds shady. Didn't they to track me. the cell phone model number, SN number, and all that to who bought it. You would think so. I mean, that's the part that I was talking to my wife about the other day. What and store sold it? Who like you was, purchased was it? Was it on a plan? Yeah. Was, you know, who purchased this phone? What's, you know, there has to be some kind of information that you can get from the purchase of this phone. I would think. Yeah. Especially if it's on a contract. I mean, I can call Verizon right now and figure out everything that I need to know about my phone. When it was bought. When this plan was done. When that, that whatever, you know. I I don't know. Hmm. For me, this is one that... That one's fishy. Yeah, it's super fishy. Now, I may be totally wrong. Yeah, this could be one of those moments where uh, the other one was fake and that we're more apt to believe, and then this guy's telling the truth the whole time. Maybe. Got his ass kicked and thrown in the back of a truck. Yeah, you may be right. And, and, And that's the crazy thing about all these cases is, I mean... There, there's a thousand different possibilities. Like, we don't know anything for sure. No. Nothing. And that that's the nutty part about all of it, to me. Um, Here's another, not really a theory, but it's something that's that's being thrown out there. Excuse me. Is 
that in around a lot of these areas, a lot of these national park areas and, and these areas that people do go missing, there's also some form of cave system. Now, we know the U.S., just Mammoth Cave alone, like there's an entrance in Kentucky. From what they've, um, from what they have discovered of, of that cave system, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles and some form or, or parts of it lead into New York on out toward the Midwest. You know, it's a hundreds of miles cave system. That's another thing that's been thrown out there that around a lot of these areas, there's some form of cave system that's, that's close by. So that may be another, you know, maybe it is Bigfoot and maybe he's swapping these guys and hitting the cave systems. Mm. Maybe. <clears throat> Yeah, could be, huh? <clears throat> I mean, we don't know. I Bigfoot. want, I mean, I want Bigfoot to be uh, real. Homo so erectus um, coming up out of the cave. Like, you seen the crudes? Yeah. They hide in the caves. They do. Got to be safe. That's just because they're scared of everything on the outside. Okay. Well, wouldn't you look at us and be like, what the? Yeah, I would. What's his name? Uh, or Grug. I think Grug is the dad's name. Yeah. I love Grug. <laughs> He's awesome. But to me, that guy. Mm. Yeah, that one to me is a little fishy. Yeah, I guess I'd have to look up his more information on him as far as uh, does he have any arrest in Canada? Does... Yeah. Something's going on there with that one, I believe. Personally. Okay. We got one more. One more account that we're, we're going to go with. And then we'll just talk about some, you know, whatever. But in 1952, a two-year-old boy named Keith Parkins went missing from his home in Ritter, Oregon, in the middle of winter. He had been playing outside with his jacket on, but he was far from equipped to spend the night outside alone. His family and a local search party looked for him immediately. They could follow his tiny footprints up to a point before they completely stopped. So the footprints completely stopped. There were no other animal or adult tracks nearby. 19 hours later, they found Keith. 19 hours later. He was about 15 miles away. He had taken his jacket off and was laying face down in the snow on a frozen pond. Keith was alive. When they asked him why he had run away and how he survived, he said he didn't remember. A survival expert named Les Stroud, you know, most everybody knows Les Stroud, survivor. Oh, yeah. Filmed a segment for the Missing 411 documentary to demonstrate just how impossible it would have been for two-year-old Keith to walk so far on his own, especially at night. To this day, no one is sure exactly how Keith survived the night, and we may never know. Where was this at? Ritter, Oregon, in the middle of winter. Bald Eagle. You think so? Solved it. You think so? His tracks stopped. Yes. There's no other tracks around. Yes. Bald Eagles are massive. Huge. Two-year-old doesn't stand a chance. Picks him up. He fights the bald eagle. They get entangled in a death spin. Baby wins with a thumb to the eye. Goes down to the ground. Bald eagle's like, fuck that. That hurt. 
Keith's jacket comes off in the process. Lands face first on the pond. Disoriented. Concussion. Can't remember what happened. Next case. You solved that. Right then. Yeah. Just like, boom. Told you. I'm focused. <laughs> Just in case you guys would like to sponsor us. <laughs> stay focused with 3G. <laughs> Can... Could a bald eagle actually pick up a two-year-old child? I don't know, man. Maybe not a bald eagle, a golden eagle. They're from that part of the country. They could. Like they are massive. So you think that it could actually pick up a two-year-old child and fly fifteen miles with this said two-year-old child? You think so? No. You really think so? I do. Wow. You may have just figured that out. I did. I you may have just it. solved that. We may have to uh we may have to send this theory in. I think we should. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter probably at this point Plus because it's 1952. What was the bald eagle population then? I don't know. It had to be massive before we started shooting them like morons. So in 1952, he was 2 years old, which would make him 70, almost 72, right? So there's a good chance this oh. guy's still alive. Yeah. Probably just as confused as then. Probably. probably from the head injury that gave him the concussion. But wouldn't a two-year-old be able to... <sighs> I feel like a two-year-old would just hang there and cry if they were picked up by a bald eagle. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like... I know there's not a whole lot of language there at two years old. But couldn't he have, like, you know, done, said something to let him know something? Not if the head injury caused him to forget. Well, yeah, that's true. Did it say his jacket was missing? No, it was off. His jacket was off. So what if, going with your theory, what if this eagle did pick up this child... By the jacket, by the jacket, and just so happened that when this child fell, he just wiggled his way out of his jacket. Then the child fell, and then the eagle dropped the jacket. I think that's what happened. We may have solved this. We may have solved it. Or he stumbled into a portal. Oh, um, man! You never know, okay? You never know. Portals are out. There. Portals are out there everywhere. <laughs> Maybe that's how the eagle did it. You keep Flew laughing to a portal. You keep laughing until one of these days you happen to find yourself stumbling into a portal entrance. Where's Ryan? We don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows where Ryan went. And then, my friend, on our next episode after we find you. I want to hear everything there is to hear about portals. I can't remember. It's very small details. <laughs> I heard banjo music. <laughs> there were high levels of GHB in my system. I got disoriented. I think there were pigs around. <laughs> pigs around. <laughs> you know what? I was 
I was going to try to play some audio of a different case. Oh, yeah. And it's not it's not technically classified as missing 411. It's just weird. Uh, it's a missing person case that's just super weird. And the dude's name, I, I don't have all the details of it because I was just going to play the audio, but I don't have it set up on the computer. Um, and I don't know how it would pick up here and pick up on the camera and, and all that as, as well. So I'll just talk a little bit about it. Uh, the dude's name was Henry McCabe. Okay. He was a, some kind of, of spokesman for something. I don't know. He's a professional speaker of some sort, you know, kind of like us professional speakers. Yeah. Professional. Professional. Um, you heard it here first folks. (laughs) And only here and only here. So the dude had been out drinking with his buddies. Okay. A fishy start to any converse or any situation. And his buddies also dropped him off at a gas station instead of taking him home, which is also weird and fishy. But his wife later on that night got a voicemail. It was like super, not night. It was super early in the morning. I think it was like two o'clock when his buddies said they dropped him off at a gas station. So his wife gets a voicemail on her phone, and in the background of the voicemail, it, it's it's from Henry's number. It's um, the background. It, it's like a bunch of these clicks and pops and these kind of animalistic sounds and grunts and moans, and it's just it, it's super strange. I wish that that I could play the audio on here because the just explaining it doesn't have the effect of actually hearing it. Um, it's just, it's just strange. It's, it's not, it's not like anything that you would just encounter, you know, to me, to me, it sounds like the dude was, well, I don't even know. I was going to say standing beside like some kind of, of predator exhibit at the zoo, but there's too much weird, like static electronic sounding, junk in the background if that makes any sense no but anyway she hears this voicemail and it's like i don't remember like 20 30 seconds long something like that and at the end of the voicemail you can hear somebody's voice that it doesn't really sound like henry mccabe's voice but somebody's voice says stop it and then the the call ends drops they found his body at a uh, reservoir, a body of water, a couple days later. I'm assuming he didn't make it. He did not make it. He was dead. The audio was just, it, it was super weird, man. It was just, it was so weird. Like, I don't know how to even describe or explain that entire the audio of, of that. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. So for that situation, what's your theory? I don't know. I have to listen to it, but that's really weird. Plus we know something of it had to be real. If they found his body, 
deceased body. Yeah. So some part of that, something was going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, he obviously, you know, he stumbled away from where he was supposed to be and ended up dead. They said that I think their final uh, result for the death or whatever um, was drowning. Hmm. So I don't I don't I don't know there. And that's the thing with a lot of these is um, they decide that it's drowning. In a lot of these cases, a lot of these cases that these bodies are found in water, that's that's their their definition or their what am I trying to think of their final conclusion of, of the autopsy or whatever. The coroner says, boom, it was a drowning. Which, in places that have already been searched, that these people have not been there for, I don't know. It's just, it's, hmm. it's weird to me. It's weird to me. And again, I know people go missing all the time. But it's just these certain details that get thrown in there to classify them as missing 411 cases that leave me so puzzled, you know, that, you know, like randomly like around a large granite deposit. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, I don't know. Unless it's one of those, isn't like quartz crystals, isn't that like associated with granite? I think so. Um, so if that was one of those, like, you know, either spiritual or, or energy portal kind of things, you know, somebody might say, well, there was a high influx of quartz there. Yeah. So it may, you know, one of those kind of. Those people should be punched. <laughs> Crystals and quartz. Minerals. I mean, we don't know. Oh, we don't know. Again, the energy of the earth, man. The energy of the earth. Yeah. Ley lines. Energy of the earth. Yeah. Starting to starting to catch on. It's all coming together now. The Nazi See, ghosts. Now we the are slowly are. transitioning. We've talked about the paranormal in the last episode and missing 411, which you would think are two totally different topics. But it all comes back to... No, says the crazies. Uh, it's the German ghosts. They have everything to do with it. Was this... Parker of origin, uh, I mean, German descent. Probably. Um, what, probably. Parker sounds as white as you can get. That's, I mean, I think um, it was McCabe. I don't know where Parker's coming from. The but. little boy. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what Parker would be. Doesn't really sound German. And I can tell you this. There were um, black Nazis. You knew that, right? Yeah. Because uh, when Germany invaded most of Africa yeah. also. Yeah, they and recruited. Those guys were forced to fight, just like most yeah, Germans absolutely. in that day. So. It was the same thing as, as the Civil War. You know, yeah. There was a lot of, of... So they probably wouldn't have uh, German descent, however, ties to the Nazi party. Correct. McCabe could have ties to the Nazi party. Could. Could have. It could have. Well, see, the whole thing with this here is... is <sighs> It's making me super paranoid because I am super intelligent. Yeah, like I mean, crazy intelligent. German descent. Kaiser. 
Yeah. Kaiser. Like, you don't you get any get, no. you don't get any more German than the name. If your last name is spelled K I E S A R, I'd be like Yeah. <laughs> you're done. Yeah, you're, you're just you're, re you're you're reincarnated leader. Yeah. Uh, Straight oh. out of Adolf's uh loins. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope I am not straight out of Adolf's loins. It's Kaiser. That's one of those things that I don't think anybody really wants to uh, uh, trace their lineage back to. Like, oh, yeah, Adolf was my great, 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 great grandfather. That's my claim to fame. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's trying to do that. No. This video is either unavailable or not supported in this browser. Okay, so you know, I had um, the audio pulled up for the Henry McCabe thing, <laughs> it's but it's not going to do it. Not available. You know, on that kind of topic, though, you know, you're talking about nobody want to be associated with Hitler. However, Genghis Khan is like a god to most Mongolians. Like, yeah. have you seen the statue? Yep. They have, like, do you, you know, know he really was just like any other um our camera's dying. That's what that sound was. Like. Oh. oh no, our camera died, folks. Sorry folks, our camera just died. So the video end of that will be a little bit shorter than the audio end of it. Yeah. We'll make sure to charge it completely the next time and uh make sure that doesn't happen again. We'll just edit that out, add a little of goodbye in it, and that was the end of the episode for the camera. I really dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing. Like, we covered everything, though, there. Yeah, this is just the BS part of it. Yeah. Like, we're just going to bullshit around a minute. Yeah. And we, then, uh, this probably ain't going to be a two-hour episode, guys. So. No. Well, I mean, this is this is super interesting, but there's not as many... There's not as hard, much... It's not as much information. Right. And I figured that out when I was looking. What notes I got, even though I forgot them again. Yeah. And the owner's manual to the camera, which probably would tell me how to charge it better. <laughs> But um, <laughs> there wasn't that much information. Like, I could have probably, I think I remembered most of it anyway. Yeah. Like, from what I, I looked into the names you gave me, and we just went over them. McCabe, uh, Parker. Yeah. We went over those. Well, that's, that's the thing about this missing 411. You know, the majority of the information comes from David Pilatus. And he pretty much has the market cornered on this missing 411 thing. Like, there's a thousand plus cases out there, but you're really only going to find them in his books. You know, like all the cases. Now, you're going to find places on the internet that will give you, you know, like what they have read and studied and, and, and you know, kind of brief accounts of these things. But, dude, David Pilatus goes in depth. You know, and he has like a bunch of different books for different areas of the world, like Missing 411 uh, Midwest, Missing 411 Yosemite, Missing 411 Canada, like, you know, international. You know, it's not just based in America. So if you wanted to sit down and talk about all of these cases and all this stuff, well, then, yeah, you would have a, a two year podcast. But for me, the thing is just, is trying to figure out and and not even figure out because I don't think anybody can figure out, but just pondering on the thought of what's happening to these people, you know, yeah. where are they going? 
Now, some have ended up, you know, they found a body. They found a, a dead body. And a lot of them. But even some of those cases, there are strange circumstances. Like another skier was found at the bottom of a cliff. Now, I'll say it like this first. Was found at the bottom of a cliff with his skull completely smashed. Like, like crushed. Okay? There was, I'm thinking, two foot of snow somewhere around there. And the cliff was, I think, a 22-foot drop. How does that happen? Like, how does his skull get crushed? I'm talking like the account that I read in the details from the way the body looked said that it looked like he'd been dropped out of an airplane and landed head first. Well, see, here's the other thing about that. So, an average man, 150 pounds. Yeah. Steps off of a chair mm-hmm. and say this is a, or a three foot, four foot drop that is around 4,500 PSI. Right. When your feet touch the ground, the pressure on your knees, your ankles, your hips, all that was like 4,500 PSI generated. Yeah. So I would imagine the speed you were probably going on skis. So now we've already reached that momentum. And what is the law of motion? Body in motion stays in motion. Right. So once he left that cliff, he didn't slow and then fall. He was going that momentum. And if there were any kind of rock. Yeah, that's true. Whatever speed he was going at when he hit that cliff. Six feet yeah. at that momentum. Yeah. Your head would be crushed. Would, I can see that. So I, that's how I would explain that one. Yeah. Um, I can see that one. I can see that one. That makes sense. Yeah. Man, we are knocking these cases out of the park today. We, we like, might as well be detectives. Uh, just call me Sy. <laughs> I'll be Sean. You be Gus. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and yeah. I'll just divine it. A like, little of this and a whole lot of that. <laughs> We're not on camera anymore. I know. Nobody that saw for, that. That was just for you. Nobody saw that. <laughs> Nobody saw it. It was good, though. It was I good. I did forget the camera died. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, that's as far as information. And, 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 and I mean, we we already kind of went over the theories and what some of the theories are that are out there. Everywhere from, from uh, just shady dudes wanting to disappear for a while all the way to... Uh, coded portal Nazi ghosts. I mean, you don't get much far out in left field, farther out in left field than that. And I'll just put this out there. If you have a case you want us to knock out of the park, uh, <laughs> send it in. Send it in. We um, are professional detectives. We do have an email address now. Yes. So if you'd like to send questions, topics, suggestions, just shout outs, whatever, it is, and I forgot it. <laughs> Give me just one moment, folks. You're going to hear some racket. One moment. Um. Oh, God. We can edit all this part out anyway. Oh, don't even do it. Just just let it be. Just let it be, <laughs> so man. Let it be. Go with the flow. They heard me. I apologize in advance. Oh, God. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to apologize to us. It's, uh, this loyal fan base. Let me get over to it here. Okay. 
So that is Appalachian Intelligence at gmail.com. And you can send the questions, suggestions, uh, comments, anything in. Uh, if we've offended any of you, we will go <laughs> over those. I don't know what level of uh, shit I'll put into it, like my give a shit meter. But um, so yeah, that's Appalachian Intelligence at Gmail dot com. A P P A L A C H I A N I N T E L L I G E N C E Appalachian Intelligence. Appalachian at Intelligence. Gmail dot com. At Appalachian at Gmail dot com. Good job, buddy. Yeah. You're this wrong. Is a fun, You're this wrong. is a fun episode again. Like usual. You're I like the uh, I like the uh, I'm not wrong about these case. I solved the uh who would have thought I a bald have. eagle. I wouldn't have. I mean you knocked that one out of the park. I'll give you that one. You're mm-hmm. usually wrong. But that one that one you were good with. I guarantee there were some feathers around. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like birds feathers and, all the time. Yeah. No big deal. But <laughs> if we would have been there or if you would have been there, you'd be like Pfft. Uh, golden eagle feathers. Duh. I would have seen, seen it with the psych powers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good heavens. Absolutely. Well, man, this is a fun episode. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. I think it's a lot of, of awesome, interesting information. Uh, I think this is something that I know Mr. Politis is going to keep on. He's probably going to spend the rest of his life looking into these things. And hopefully some of these cases, they get figured out. Hopefully some of these people that are missing do get found or, or the families get some kind of closure from that. And if you do, uh, have missing people in your life, um, I'm sure that hurts. Just know that, that we are praying for you. We're praying for comfort in that. And, and I'm, I'm sure that it's hard. So seek out the help. You got to seek out, talk about it, love people, love each other. And we'll, we'll pray for comfort. I'm sure that it's not easy. Yeah. Also, if you have any experiences, uh, send those into us. Absolutely. Paranormal, cryptic, uh, or crypto. Bigfoot experiences is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, if you send us any Mothman experiences, I will hunt you down. No, nah, we want Mothman experiences. <laughs> if you have experienced it, <laughs> we kidding. want to know about it. No, no matter how crazy it sounds. Because Ryan's going to think you sound crazy. I am going to think you sound like an upstanding citizen of these here United States. Or the world. Or the world. We got listeners all across the world, man. Uh, we're in Singapore now. I don't even know how they're listening to us. Yeah. I hope they're not using us as ways to learn English. I hope they are. <laughs> like, where did you learn English? I don't know. He said his name was Korg. <laughs> 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 but we do we're, we're we're worldwide we're in i think uh we Prestige. got list- worldwide, wide, wide, wide. <laughs> we've got listeners in 68 69 different cities um i'm thinking it's seven or eight different countries now yeah. uh this little bitty podcast from a camper studio on little bitty pleasure drive is getting out there man and that's no. awesome hey Cy Virginia. that's awesome I, I love it yeah i think it's awesome before we go, before we wrap this thing totally and completely up, 
we have to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to Ryan's dad. Um, he actually purchased and, and is a sponsor of this show now. Uh, he purchased this camera. Um, you can give his full name, Ryan. You can talk yeah, about it if you like dad, to. My dad, Jeff Ratliff. Uh, he videoed me last Saturday, Saturday before last. So, okay, I listen to y'all's podcast, and I was telling him, yeah, we're going to try to make it so much more, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get a YouTube channel when we get all the gear. And then Sunday, he calls me back, and he's like, hey, I ordered you guys a camera. Uh, Merry Christmas. So, I was and like, that's awesome, man. Uh, Jeff, that's awesome, Dad. Jeff, we so appreciate that you. big time. Big time. I mean, it's, it's hard. This whole thing, it, it's not easy. It's not cheap at all. Um, we're thinking about putting a, uh, a support the show link on these things whenever we put them out there. So if you're hearing this and you would like to donate and become a, a sponsor of this show, you'll have the opportunity to do that. Um, because we want to make this thing as big as we can possibly make it. Yeah. You know, if, if we can be the Joe Rogan of Appalachia, we'll take it, you know, yeah. probably not going to get there, but hey, Psst. I mean, says you, <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be like, Joe Rogan, who? Crazier. Those two crazy assholes. Crazier things have happened. Um, So, yeah, man. I mean, I'm just, we'll put the link out there eventually. That way, if you do want, if you enjoy what you're hearing and you do want to donate, um, then you'll be able to. And just to get a list of those countries that we're, we're, uh, we have listeners in. So far, we have listeners in the U.S., Canada, Indonesia, New Zealand, Singapore, Austria, and Taiwan. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven different countries. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, also, uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah. If you like what you're hearing, if you enjoy the content that you're hearing, if, if you get a, a chuckle and a laugh, share this show. I don't care how you share it. Just share it. Share us on your social media. Uh, share us by word of mouth amongst friends, amongst coworkers, amongst family members. Whatever you got to do to share this show, share this show. Because nothing spreads anything faster than people sharing it. Than, than, than them coming and, and speaking to other people about, you know, hey, I like what I heard. Check these guys out. You know, that, that makes it bigger than... than Anything we could ever do. Um, also, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So rate and review. When you listen to an episode, leave a rating and, and a review. That helps uh, this Google AI that, that when people search in, I want to check out a uh, podcast about blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to be covering a lot of different things. So put it out there. Put it out there. Yeah, please share all platforms, social media. We're, I think we're getting better, way better than the first episode. Oh yeah, the second episode and this episode, I feel like we've done so much better. We yeah, kept it absolutely. going, storyline going, the content going, even though we get off on tangents. Well, that's just that's two guys having that's a good conversation. Who we are? Yeah, that's and, we're um, always going to do that. We warned you. We warned you. We, we did warn have you from ADHD, the get-go. He has ADD, and yeah. it's pretty bad. And even though I am focused, sometimes I focus on several things at once. <laughs> and 
You never know what I'll talk about. Yeah. But that's the good thing, too. You never know what we're going to talk we, about. Do we know what our next episode is going to be? we got a list of possibilities. We do have a list of possibilities. We've talked about doing a Bigfoot episode. Yes, just strictly Bigfoot. Strictly Bigfoot. Not a crypto zoology yeah. episode. Just strictly Bigfoot. So, let's do this. To any listeners out there, if you've made it this far in the episode, we gave you our email address, AppalachianIntelligence at gmail.com. Uh, why don't you send in experiences, if you have any, or questions, and let's give them two topics. Let's say the Bigfoot episode. Okay. And let's say CERN. Got it. Now, CERN... Go ahead, explain, Justin. CERN is a, a a place in Geneva, Switzerland. It's a headquarters for uh, uh, like a, a physicist headquarters. They have the um, oh man, you put me on the spot. What's the the collider called? The Haldron Collider, I oh, think the, is the Haldron Collider. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They have a collider, that, and, and what they're doing is they take these particles and they're spinning them at at you know, incredible speeds, and they're trying to regenerate the beginnings of the universe. That's the 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 Big Bang. The it, yeah, they're, they're, that's what they're trying to recreate there. Um, Singularity. But CERN, I've found, is is sketchy in a lot of areas, and that's that's going to be a Justin Crazy Corner episode. I'm going ahead and tell you right now. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's going to be a long episode. Yeah. There's a lot of information there. so there. much information yeah. available about them. Well, public information about yeah. them. Um, so let's get emails in, if we get any emails in. Uh, but you and I will decide ultimately which, which way direction we go. But tell us what you want. If you would rather have, or if you want to see a Bigfoot episode or an episode on CERN. And both episodes, we're probably going to be going to the crazy corner quite a bit. But. The difference in, in Bigfoot is, you know, people actually have these experiences. You know, they have a story. CERN, it's pretty locked up tight. I mean, the, the information I'm going to be getting from there is from, like, independent journalists that have hardcore, you know, dug deep into CERN and its surroundings and, and different things going on there. Uh, CERN actually, a few years ago, made a discovery of what they call the God Particle. Um you know, and, and I'll go more into that into the episode, but it'll be, it'll be huge. Like either one of these episodes will be huge. So go out there, you know, see us. Tell us which one you would rather you would rather us do. Rate and review, share the show. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you continue coming back and checking us out. If you have, like Ryan said, if you have any questions, topic ideas, critiques, opinions. Whatever names you want to call us that we can't say on air. Well, we can. I'll say whatever I want. <laughs> we can. I won't. Uh, <laughs> but whatever you want to send through that email, do that. Appalachian Intelligence at gmail.com. But if you've got nothing else, man. Nothing else. I don't have anything else. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you guys later.